there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there, waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. Jamie's grandparents showed their affection in different ways. His grandmother was a hugger, which he would despise about anyone else. But with her, he didn't mind. The old woman, nearly three heads shorter than him now, could wrap her arms around someone, and with strength from decades of kneading tough dough and hauling heavy pots, she would squeeze both the air and bad feelings up and out of their chest, and replace them with a hot bowl of stew or a baked good fresh from the oven. His grandfather was as uncomfortable with touch as Jamie, and instead, he paid attention. He was always there when you needed it, and had a knack for knowing when you needed help before you realized it yourself. Neither of their ways were better than the other. They were just different. And he loved them very much, and visited often, until life got in the way. It had been quite a long time since he'd seen them. So when he found himself sitting at their kitchen counter, he was just as delighted as his grandparents were to be seeing each other again. None of them could really remember how many years it had been since he'd been able to visit, and eventually they just settled on too many. Jamie had some silver hair of his own and a few wrinkles to go with it, but they were both exactly how he remembered them. He caught them up on his life, his music, his family, all the places he'd seen and the things he'd been doing. At first, they listened intently, asking the odd question or commenting their approval. But soon, his grandmother started pulling out her pots and pans to cook dinner, and his grandfather's attention, it drifted. The old man's eyes flicked back and forth between Jamie and something on the other side of the small kitchen window. But before he could ask what it was, his grandmother shoved a knife in the cutting block towards him. Might as well put you to work, she said to Jamie, her wrinkled face bright and smiling as she pushed her bony elbow into her husband's ribs, before snatching the window shade and tugging it closed. For a few moments, he watched them, and wondered how he could have not noticed how tired and pale they looked. When his grandfather looked back at him, his eyes had taken on a gray haze. Jamie looked down and fiddled with the knife, unsure why he suddenly felt like he'd done something he wasn't supposed to do. Jamie, could you be a dear and fetch the good plates from the pantry? And the good cups, too? Today's a special occasion. Sure thing, Grandma, he mumbled pushing his stool away from the counter. Jamie could feel the old man's gray eyes on him. When he turned down the hall, he heard the shuffle of feet following behind him. There were no windows in the hallway to the pantry. The only source of light was an ancient yellow dome fixture that somehow made the thin strip of house feel darker than when it was off. The farther he walked down the hall, the more Jamie began to feel like he was somewhere he shouldn't be. Don't be stupid he thought as he pulled the pantry door open. This was his second home growing up. Of course he belonged here. 
He hadn't been sleeping very well, and he was just tired. Strange dreams lately. They were just making him jumpy, he decided. Balancing the stack of semi-fine china in one arm, he shut the door. His grandfather was standing at the end of the hall, with an expression on his face that Jamie had only seen a few times before. The last time, it was when his grandfather held his grandmother's pale hand in the hospital, long after it had gone cold. It was the face of someone who wanted to help, but knew that they couldn't. There was a thud on the sitting room window, and Jamie took his chance to slip by the distracted old man when his head turned towards the sound. He set the dishes on the counter and started concocting a story that might explain why he wouldn't be staying for dinner after all. Hey, Grandma, I'm sorry. Something's come up and I really should get going. I, I really should get going, he started, deciding to just make it up as he went, which was not going well as his attention was stolen by what his grandmother was dumping in the large pot on the stove. Oh, nonsense. You can stay as long as you like. We've never gotten visitors here. I didn't even think it was possible. But here you are. She shoveled more of the dark soil into the metal pot. What are you... What is that? He asked, watching her dice damp clods of dirt on the butcher's block. Oh, this? She said sinking her knife into a particularly wormy chunk. I know it's not what I used to make you, but it's all we have down here. It took Harold a bit to get used to after he was buried, but he was always pickier than you ever were. There was another thud, this time against the shuttered kitchen window. His grandmother jumped at the sound, but carried on as though she didn't hear a thing. We're just so glad to see you, aren't we, Harold? She went to give Jamie a hug, but pulled back, her smile slipping for a moment. She cleared her throat as something else hit the window, and with shaking hands, she went back to her chopping. Jamie didn't hear his grandfather walk up next to him, but they were standing nearly shoulder to shoulder when the old man answered. We sure are, he said through a strained smile. Jamie felt a cold hand rest on his shoulder. Then, his grandfather pulled him in with his long arms and wrapped Jamie in a deep hug. Please forgive her. She just loves you so much, he whispered in Jamie's ear. But the living don't last long here. Go. You might still make it. The air left his lungs, and his ribs started to ache as his grandfather squeezed him tighter and tighter. Just as he felt his eyes were about to burst from his head, he heard the sound of the window shattering and woke up in his bed, nauseous and covered in sweat. Jamie stared up at the ceiling and waited for his heart to stop thudding in his chest. That was the worst one yet. He took in a deep breath, but even after a few minutes, his heart hadn't slowed. Instead, It grew louder, like fists being pounded against the back of his sternum. The warmth left his body as he started to feel himself slipping, while the smell of graveyard dirt filled his lungs. Hello everyone. In between stories, we like to highlight a cause that is worth our collective attention. For February... We decided to highlight Renew as a Crew. 
This one is a little different, but no less important, as this fan-led volunteer group is leading a massive coordinated effort to reverse the unexpected cancellation of the critically acclaimed show, Our Flag Means Death. Stories matter, and this series' unapologetic exploration of identity through its queer storyline and ethnic diversity has made countless people feel seen, heard, and understood. To find out how you can support this movement working to prove that diverse stories are both wanted and needed in mainstream media, you can learn more at renewasacrew.com or through the link on our website at dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. This story was submitted by A. Mucci, whose Reddit handle is listed in the episode's description. This detail is important for this story. I'm deaf and able to speak and sign. I grew up in a town where there were two major floods. The most severe one was in 1889 and that my family survived through. There are a lot of unexplained things that happened. When I was five years old, I lived in an apartment complex and my uncle lived above us. I was in my room one night and I couldn't sleep, so I decided to get out of bed to play with a Barbie. The Barbie car started to move around my room before leaving my bedroom and into the hall. The Barbie car is not mechanical and there's nothing but the Barbie in the seat. I was confused but amazed. I followed the Barbie car and the car stopped suddenly in the middle of the hall near the dining room. A black figure on all fours with red eyes caught my attention. I was an extremely friendly child, so I waved and introduced myself. However, the figure slowly crawled toward me and started to lunge at me before disappearing and leaving a rotten smell in the hall. In the same apartment, I started to see what I dubbed the Spider Girl. The reason for her name was because her arms and legs were in different directions and her skin was bluish white. She was very young, with a ragged white faded dress, and it was soaking wet. She would hang around my room, but more specifically, she would not touch the floor. I would try to bribe her with Halloween candies to come down and play with me. I had a Barbie car and a swimming pool. As we played, I told her that we should take the Barbie for a swim, and she completely freaked out and vanished. Later that night, the tall pink dresser that was bolted to the wall fell down and completely crushed the Barbie swimming pool. My mom and her boyfriend came in when they heard the dresser fall and marked it down as a faulty bolt. However, years later, my mom would tell me that as she cleaned the dresser up, she heard a heavy sigh behind her and she turned to look and no one was there. The spider girl became a large part of my childhood. Often during the nights, she would speak, meaning I could hear her inside my head. She's terrified of water, and I tried to explain that water wouldn't hurt her. 
One statement has stuck in my mind to this day. Water killed me. So I told my mom about the spider girl and she didn't believe it and dismissed it as an imaginary friend. However, one day I was in the living room watching a Disney movie while my mom was in the kitchen. Spider girl appeared above the couch and told me, ask your mom about the flood. And so I did. My mom nearly dropped the plate as I asked her about it. The conversation was something like this. A flood, she asked. Yes, the spider girl wanted me to ask you about the flood, I told her. There were two floods, but the one in 1889 was bad. Bad? How? A water dam broke and many people drowned. You'll learn about it in the third or fourth grade, she said. Then I told her, spider girl is scared of water. As always, she ignored this. She had to work a night shift and asked my cool uncle to babysit. He was in the living room chilling on the couch and I asked my uncle more about the flood. He didn't want to say anything because he didn't want to scare me or give me nightmares. At that exact moment, Spider Girl appeared beside the armrest. My uncle's hair stood up and he looked at me and said, Is she here? I nodded with a smile. Yes, say hi to Spider Girl. This is my uncle. That was it. He moved out a month later. When I saw him again, I was 13. He asked me if I remember Spider Girl, and I told him yes. He explained that our apartment before it was built was the land where people would come after the flood to find or to bury their loved ones, and that he had seen Spider Girl. After tons of research, he told me that the girl went missing during the flood or possibly died in the fire at the dam. To this day, I often see Spider Girl hanging around my room, and even in public after I moved to another state. Even some girls at the dorm of my deaf school often see her. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anadine Vaughn and Cameron Elkwike. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold 